Hello, and welcome back to the second episode of That's What E Said. I am your host, Emily Miller, and this is for my technical theater third quarter project, if you're new here. We have an awesome episode today. I'm actually really excited about this. Um, so I'm going to start and have our guests introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Mitchell Goki, and I'm a proud musical theater lover. Um, hello, my name is Quinn Bennett, and I'm not as proud as he is, but I am also a musical theater lover. So today's episode is a good one. Um, just some context. I asked Mr. C, he said I have to have an episode that is school-related, non-school-related, and has an adult, and he said this could not be my non-school-related one. So, isn't that interesting? So today, we're going to be ranking our top, okay, so we all made a list of our top ten favorite musicals with some honorable mentions, and then I think we're going to go in and really discuss our top five. Ooh, don't look, Mitchell. Okay. So, who would like to share their top ten? And if you have honorable mentions, feel free to share that. Are we, like, like going go down the first? list? or we just, I think we should just go. Do, oh, we like, should all share the same each, one? Each, okay, this okay. Is our, that's good, yeah. that's good. Well, let's okay. go Emily, Mitchell. Wait, Quinn. do we want to start by sharing our honorable, <clears throat> honorable mentions? Oh, uh, you do honorable mentions between second yeah. place and first place. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. that's okay. how you do them. Okay, As so. As kind of a remembrance of those that didn't get quite that far on the list. Yeah, all right. like Watch, Mo- Mo- watch Mojo. Okay, I'll watch Mojo. You watch Watch Mojo? Um... So, my top 10 favorite musical, number 10, Avenue Q. Why is that? I just think it's a good musical. It's just, yeah. like, so quality. And mm. I feel like the music never gets old. Yeah, I could agree with that. it's closing yeah. on off-Broadway. <clears throat> I think it just... No, it closes this month. Okay, yeah, oh. it is closing, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but they extended their run after they I said know. we're done. I know, I was very which, surprised Yeah, pretty that. interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to share my t- number 10. Um, my number 10 is SpongeBob the Musical. That's number 10? That's number 10. I really? thought that was going to be number 2. No, oh, this list is going to get not. very interesting. Um, the reason why oh the SpongeBob is my number 10 is, although it is um, an amazing and fantastic show, I just don't think it's like, and it just doesn't like touch the other uh, categories. But I put that as my number 10 because that was the first show I saw on Broadway. And it's just a very good show. And it, although it makes people like, not upset, but like you don't really see SpongeBob being a musical, but it just, it works so well. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my number 10 is actually uh, Mary Poppins, but the musical one, not the movie one. Um, it holds a bit of a special place for me because it was the first show I was ever a part of. But also, it's just a really fun show to listen to. And in terms of, like, classic Broadway shows, it's not really one that comes to mind. But I think it's just so lighthearted. And a pleasant experience to listen to and to see, especially because some of the visuals are crazy. I could agree with that one. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of mine um, are more not necessarily like obviously. I think they're all really good shows, but I think more are a lot of them are more personal to me as opposed mm-hmm. to like like yeah. Lamez wasn't on this <clears throat> even though yeah, it's arguably not even on mine. Same is here. it really no, not not on mine. Okay. It's on my honorable mentions. Okay, spoil that. I'm sorry. So number nine for me. Title of show. Title, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. I could hear that. Why, mm-hmm. why is it number nine? Um, okay, so I became familiar with Title of Show last year. I actually took a workshop from Susan Blackwell, who's in the original Broadway oh, cast yeah, at State her. Conference. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think that Title of Show is such a clever show mm-hmm. and well written. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That. Um, my number and the, and the oh. music and all the music. Oh, I feel like it's really good music. It's very different. And yeah, I really yeah. like how yeah. they really. 
I like how it's meta. Yeah, it's yeah. very I, like yes. this is what we're doing yeah. and this is how we're gonna do it. I mean, All right, yeah, as, the someone title is the show. as someone who appreciates me, musicals, <laughs> it's actually bracket yeah, title now. Um, as someone who likes musicals, I like that it was about the process. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah um, my number nine is falsettos. That's your number nine. Yeah. Oh wait, so you see how high up on my list? Ooh. Okay, keep going. Um, I chose falsettos because I think that is just such an incredible and moving story. And the music is just incredible. Like, William Finn is just, oh, I love his music so much. And I really feel it's a story that everyone should hear and everyone needs to know. And I think the recent revival was just a great time to do it because it's a story that we all need. And it also won the Tony back yeah. in 1999, yeah. I think. Although it, I don't want to say it got robbed at the recent Tony Awards, but. I don't want to say it got robbed, but also Hello Dolly is phenomenal. Yeah. The show is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Falsetto's my number Falsetto's. nine. Um, my number nine is uh, The Secret Garden. Um, oh, okay. It's not a show that I'm partial to because I was in it, but just because it's so complex. There are so many things happening in every number. There, I think, is like a single number or like maybe two or three where just one character sings. Every other number is this Sweeney Todd-esque mashup of so many different characters singing and so many weird harmonies. But overall, it, it comes out to be this really great show um, that tells a good story in an interesting way. Um, and overall, I think that the music especially is what makes it for me. It's so weird sounding, but at the end, it all comes out beautifully. I can agree with that one. I really like Secret Garden music. I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I yeah, did. But yeah, I really same here. Did. I auditioned for it not knowing what it was at all and then came out loving the show. Nice. All right, number eight. Yeah. No, well, I'll just seven. speak to that a little bit. Um I haven't listened to to Secret Garden a ton, but from what I've heard, it's quality. It's and also, the, the girl who starred in it at 11 years old won a Tony. I know. That's, like, what that's I was like, the oh, youngest person same. ever. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Um, I would uh, – Secret Garden, very different music. Very different. Yeah. And it works very well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Number seven. It's number eight. Oh, number eight. Number eight. Okay. Oh. This is, this the is one. why we're theater kids, not that Yeah. Kids. Well, says you. Okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> you take count. And yeah, and a bunch of things. Okay, number eight is Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. I, if you have never... Should have been number seven. <laughs> you're right. Oh, my God. You're right. Um, if you have never... I just feel like that's a classic. Mm-hmm. I am partial to the, mm, I want to say 2011 London cast recording. Okay. The, the vocals are absolutely phenomenal. And although the storyline, a little questionable, I think it is just one of those classic musicals. Now... I have not listened to Oklahoma or oh, I love Oklahoma. or Showboat or Carousel or oh, any of those. Is, I hate Carousel, but Showboat is so good. I have not listened to any of those. So could they just as could it just as easily be swapped out for for one of those? Sure, but I just love Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Is, I think I think sorry. the music and the choreography in the movie, the nineteen I would say fifty one, fifty two movie, yeah. just incredible. Is <laughs> is uh, Seven Brides, is that uh, Rogers and Hammerstein? Mm, let me... We're going to take a quick look up. While we do that, uh, fun fact why I don't like Carousel is I saw a production of it and also the story of Carousel isn't that good. The dancing and the music is great. Like, don't get me wrong, that's awesome. I have a signed uh, CD by Joshua Henry and Renee Fleming of the recent revival. Is that the one that you just got? Yeah, I just got it. Yeah. Paid $4 for it. But also, it's just, yeah. It's it just is... random people. Wait, can, I, can I see the names? 
when, uh, when Emily Mercer, says random, it could Jacqueline. be famous people. We don't know. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. Okay, yeah, Mitchell doesn't know. People. It really is random. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He knows names. Yeah. Oh, I do. Sure, he does. All right. Uh, my number, not eight? eight? Yeah. Number eight. My number eight is Sweeney Todd. Um, I really like Sweeney Todd. I like, like, I've always been a fan of, like, darker horror things. Like, I've always, I've always liked that stuff. In Sweeney Todd, when I first found it, I was like, oh, man. That's awesome. Not only that, but Stephen Sondheim, who is going to be appearing pretty frequent on my list because I just love Sondheim's writing. But oh, I Sweeney... thought you were going to say appearing frequently on the podcast, and I got pretty <laughs> I was like, No, yeah, Sondheim's <laughs> behind that curtain. Oh, hey, Stephen. Hey, guys. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> it got really loud. I'm sorry. Um, but I, I really like Stephen Sondheim's work, and I think Sweeney Todd is just, just the tip of the ice for him. I think it's really... Is that how do you say it? Iceberg. Tip of the iceberg. Tip of the iceberg. Um, I think it's... I think it's a great show, great story. It's a tale of revenge and a tale of, like, sorrow. And, like, you don't win. And it's just sad. Yeah. I would have to say the best production of Sweeney Todd I've ever seen was on The Office. Oh, yeah. Uh, I must yeah. say. I'm okay. kidding. I feel uh, like the, the best production of Sweeney Todd I haven't seen yet is the one that Dare to Defy is going to be doing this Oh, season. I don't know if that's going to be the best. Oh, it definitely won't be. I saw it at ITF, and I don't want to say everyone, but one person from our... 10-person troop left at intermission, but everyone, <laughs> but one person in our 10-person troop. Yeah, no, Hannah stayed. Did she Even, like it? Not respect. No, it was, it was a slow show. Like, the pace, Ooh. like, I'm going to say the first act was between an hour and a half and two hours long. Well, oh. it's it's a long show, yeah, depending yeah. on where you put the, yeah. if you put the break before or after, um, a pit, I mean, Pretty Woman, that's how long it could be, because if you did do it before, I mean, um, after, no. Damn, a uh, darn. If you do it after Pretty Woman, then you add like a full almost 15, 16 minutes to the act. Yeah, yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. All right, Quinn. I All right, do not Quinn. know Sweeney Todd that well, so I can't speak. It's very good. Uh, my number eight is the only Andrew Lloyd Webber show that I have on here, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh. Now, I personally have never been a fan of rock operas. I don't listen to them very often, and when I say very often, I mean never, except for this show, because there's something about the way that the music works with such an, uh, I don't want to say, like, interesting story, but it's one that you, like, wouldn't think of when you think of musicals. You're like, oh, the crucifixion of Jesus? Yeah, that would yeah. be a fun rock opera. Um, but somehow it works so well, and all of the songs are either very loud and fun or quiet and just horrifying. Um, oh, yeah. And I think that overall, um, specifically at the end of the show, it does a good job of getting the emotion across without sounding like it's telling the story in a weird way, if that makes sense. I can agree with that. I almost put that on my list. I was like, got really close. I, But I'll admit, it's not even in my honorable mentions. Sorry, Jesus Christ Superstar. let me see. Another rock opera went there. Yeah, my dad and my sister love that. I really, like, I like the show a lot. I just... I don't know. I also I have some very. You were in it though. Yeah, you were both in it. Yeah, we were both. Yeah. He was in but a, different production. Yeah. Different production. Um, I have a really interesting concept for Jesus Christ Superstar. Hit us with it. Do we hit us with yeah, it? Hit, yeah, hit, hit us with it. Put it in the round. Oh, is this your? Oh, this is my fair. super yeah. rock awesome. So cool. It's putting in the round, but also just making a 360 like audiences on the stage and everywhere. Um, and just the very... other thing that he shared with me about this concept is that um the set itself is three levels. Yeah. Oh, that I like, like that. Three yeah. levels like, of um scaffolding. Ooh. And there's um, like TV billboards showing like Jesus and all that, and also James Corden plays King Herod. 
I miss that. That's or like Jimmy Fallon. Or you just, yeah. or you just like switch out. Well, like, I, I like Jimmy Fallon, but I feel like J- watching James Corden. Be well, like, you, you should just like switch out like nightly hosts. Like oh, Stephen there, Colbert ooh, does there it. There we go. Oh, That's Stephen an idea. Funny. Jimmy Kimmel does it at one point. I don't love Jimmy Kimmel. But, okay, back to the topic. I don't know the Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, music. Okay. Et cetera. What number are we on? We're on number seven. Okay, so my number seven is a tie. And I have these at number seven because in the last month, these are the two musicals I have listened to the most. But because I feel like we're still in the honeymoon stage, I feel like it's unfair to put them higher up on the list. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. So one of them, obviously, Fiddler on the Roof. What? Mm-hmm. Shut you up. Like Shut up. That's not on my list. Um, is it really not? No. Not even in your it's honorable mention. No, not even on my oh. list. I considered it, but I was like, oh, okay, this is better though. I know. And then I put Songs for New World. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Songs for New World. The Okay, when we saw that, we saw a production of it. Yeah. yeah and also. it wasn't done the way that it has in the past been done, but I thought it was okay. Um, but the music, I just think the music is phenomenal. And I like that it's different, and I like that each song is a story in itself, but I like that it um, they all kind of connect. I have mm-hmm. no Jason Robert Brown on my list. Really? Not I didn't. I, I thought thirteen was gonna be number one for you, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah, I was like, I considered putting last five years, and I considered putting songs for New World, oh, but I then I forget he's last five years. Then I was like, I like Jason Robert Brown, but there's a man who does good music like that better, and that's Stephen Sondheim. Thanks, Stevie. <laughs> okay. Speaking of Stephen Sondheim, can I go? Can yeah, I go? yeah. My Sweet number. Segue. My number seven is West Side Story. Uh. He wrote the lyrics for that one. Uh, oh my gosh, what a masterpiece West Side Story is! Like, oh my, I don't like. I couldn't. Do, I couldn't have done this list without talking about it. Yeah, that's fair. That show is the mixture of the choreography and how it's Romeo and Juliet, but also not. And it's just, it's so good. And the music, like, you can catch me walking down the street sometimes, the, whistling the prologue. The dream sequence when they. Oh all, my oh gosh! Oh my gosh! That mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. a good. Dream sequence. Yeah. Oh, you know what show I didn't even consider on here was Little Shop. Oh man. Oh man. Oh. Anyway, uh, number seven, In the Heights. Um, in the Heights. Sorry. In the Heights. You missed it, but they both got a big look of shock on their face when I said it. Maybe you could hear their breath catch. Um, <laughs> I am a fan of Lin Manuel Miranda's work on the whole. Hamilton is a good show. A little bit too popular. A little bit campy sometimes, but it's fine. Twenty One Jump Street. I didn't put out the list, but it's a funny show. I love that. Show. But there's something about In the Heights. Um. I like personally can't relate to the story in any way, but I think that it's such a good story. And the music, first off, even now it sounds different than most musicals, but back when it came out in 2007, six? Six. Was it six? Uh-huh. It was insane. It was no, insane. And, it, and it remains that insane to this day, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think that all of the characters, while they can be a little bit stereotypical, they're all so interesting and they all you can tell their motivations throughout the entire show and i think that um watching it um because i may or may not have watched a bootleg of it um some of the choreography and the way that the characters move makes you believe them so much and hearing the characters talk and hearing their voices you believe every word that they're saying i'm completely sold that those people are who they are and that their struggles are real and that um, you can use it as a story to talk about struggle, and that people should listen to it and hear the message at the end, and you're like, oh, that yeah, that makes sense. Can I say something about In the Heights? Yes. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if we're talking different musicals, 
in the Heights is there. That it completely changed how people are like, oh, we could actually do this. And not just that, but all the, like you said, all the characters feel so real. And that is Lin's story. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, and he wrote oh, God, his story. Yeah. And he transferred from his life to the page to the stage. Huh. Rhymes. Whoa! Oh, I know. But he showed his story, and it yeah. was it's an incredible story. Mm-hmm. So listen mm-hmm. to the Heights. Yeah, I have not listened to it completely, but it's on my to-do list. <laughs> Absolutely. And it is high up there. Okay. Number six for me is Book of Mormon. Okay. Yeah. I saw it on Broadway. Okay, yeah. Sweet Blessed Mitchell. I saw it twice. Sweeter Flex. I fell asleep. I fully believe that he did. No, uh, can I share that story really fast? Yeah. Uh, So we had just got, we had a plane. We flew in at, uh, we got to the airport at 5 o'clock and we flew in. Yeah, 5 o'clock a.m. And we flew in around 8 o'clock and then we had about four hours until spun, no, not four hours. No, it was late in that. We, we flew in at 12, and um, we had about two hours before SpongeBob, so then I had no sleep. So then I got back to the hotel room, and I changed really fast, and then... Uh, before SpongeBob or Book of Mormon? No, before Book of Mormon. Yeah. And then I sat there during Book of Mormon, and I fell asleep during... Um, it was during, during Act what song? It was during Act One. Um, oh, uh, it was the uh, All American Prophet. No, I was no, I was wide awake no for that one. For that no, it was the one where he's like, uh, "Tomorrow will be a latter day." Oh, tomorrow is a latter day. Tomorrow is a latter day. Oh, the, 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 the last yeah. It's like a lullaby too. I mean, so I mean, like, okay. What's that song Truth be told, I fell asleep during the second act of Les Mis when I saw it. The second act of Les Mis can go on. For yeah, a that's bit. true. I definitely yeah. dozed off. But it was that, after I like, I'd gotten like. Very little sleep the night before, and it was like mm, ten o'clock. So my bedtime is solid nine thirty. Song's called "I'm Here for You." That's because I, I was like, wait a minute, latter day uh, tomorrow's a latter day. Yeah, like yeah. It is songs. definitely a lullaby song, and it put me to bed. Nice. All right, mine seven. Go off on it. Seven. Mitchell. No, it's six. 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 Uh, my number six is hair. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mitchell yeah, that was hair. on my honorable mention list. Okay, uh, let's talk about hair for a second. First of all. Uh, <laughs> My mom took me to see it in uh, fourth grade. <laughs> and this was his decision, by and the way. This my decision. No fault on his mother. I tricked her into thinking it was Hairspray. Because similar names. Because oh I want to see the show. It's a great show. That, okay, that's so true. if we're talking about great stories, holy crap. That is a great story. Um, it is during Vietnam. It is about being free and being who you want to be. And the consequences of being who you want to be. And how... Just because you think you're on top of the world and think that you can do anything and you're invincible, you are not. And there are huge consequences in life. And the show is so heartbreaking and the music is gorgeous. The music, the music is so good. Oh, oh my God, gosh. Yeah. It's just, it's rock. It's, uh, I don't want to say indie. But uh, it, it's got no. that fif- late 50s, 60s. 50s, 60s vibe. And uh, yeah, I don't know what. Which isn't, it no, isn't quite indie. The yeah. original wasn't, the original hair, well, first of all, it like everyone was like, oh my gosh, this is so different. And it did very um, well. But the revival just took just, it a complete mm, step further. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I have a playbook from the original cast. Do you really? Oh, you signed? Got it at State. Oh, State Conference? No, that's signed. Nice. Last year? Or this, this year. year? Oh, did you got it this year? Yeah. You did? Did not cast. know. Did yeah. not know you got that. Wait, okay. uh, the I revival cast? Hannah. Yeah, I flexed uh, on Hannah. I knew you got Boys why. in the Band signed, and I was not yeah. happy. I gave you my not sorry one. No, oh, well, thanks for that one. to Hannah. So, yeah. uh, podcast. Um, yeah, we're not talking about plays. Screw plays. Number six for me is Songs for a New World, and I know oh. that Emily already talked about it briefly, but I'll say something about it as well. Um, it does such a good job 
of telling a comedic story and also a dramatic story and also another comedic story and then a dramatic one and then like five dramatic ones in a row and you're sobbing uh, at the end of flying home. And that's okay because uh, you, you can are, You are sobbing. You at the are end sobbing of, at the end whatever, of flying Mitchell, home. Whatever, Mitchell. Yes, you are sobbing. Don't lie Powerful about song, that one. But, but completely well executed to a point that makes everyone feel so Could I go on a quick rant really fast? Mm. Please? Is it about the thing? It's about Jason Robert Brown. Oh, okay. 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 Jason Robert Brown, um, his music is all the same. And I know Quinn has an argument of it all sounds the same, but then he changes like one note just to make you think, oh man, this isn't like it. But... <laughs> Darren and I had a my voice coach had a good uh Darren you had a good like almost eight minute conversation about how his music is he goes bum 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 I'm king of the world I'm king of the world and it's just not that different and then like it's just he sticks to the traditional lyrics I mean not verse chorus verse chorus I mean chorus bridge chorus I mean chorus yeah I mean there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with it. it's just okay. it's so, but so, the piano pieces are So here's my argument for, uh, for King in the World um, and like most of his songs in general is what he talked about with the little changes. That's what makes it impactful because you hear the first verse. Or first off, you hear the intro and you say, oh my gosh, this song is about to be really good because you hear all the dramatic piano banging and whatever. And then you get into the song and you hear uh, whoever's playing Man 1, uh, I prefer Ty Taylor. You're like, wow, oh, yeah, this is uh, this is a really good song. And then you get the chorus and you're like, yeah, there we go. And then the second verse comes in and you're like, hey, wait a minute. This sounds pretty similar to the thing that I just listened to. And you're like, oh, um, is... Does Jason Roberts Brown music uh, all sound the same? I know I said his name wrong. Does it all sound the same? And then you you hear um, Ty Taylor uh, say, let me please see my son. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait, this isn't the same song anymore. Now there's a new dynamic to it. Because before it was like, it's all about me. And now there's like personal family stakes. And you're like, what's going on? And you get to the second chorus and it's a little higher and there's a little more energy. And then you get to the bridge and you're like, okay. This, again, pretty standard. Going to the bridge after the second chorus, I could definitely have called this uh, if I knew Jason Robert Brown's music. And if you do, you know that that's going to happen. Um, but then the last chorus kicks in, and you don't care that it sounds the same because of how crazy high and belty it sounds. Yeah. And it's so good. And that's what it's like in every song. It's, it's all so similar in the bass, but it's the little changes that make it sound so phenomenal. And that's why I like songs for No World. Also, uh, I'd give it all for you as my favorite love song of all time. Oh, oh that, is that good. song! Oh, so um, good. I'm probably gonna like the revival more. Yeah, the, the orchestration, the orchestra, not the show, but the, I'd give it all for you. Orchestration is possibly better. I've only listened to it through once or twice. Yeah, I haven't listened to for it your sake all the anyway. Way. Yeah, um, um, I'm not a fan of changing casts. The, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I'll do it if it's like good enough. Don't get me wrong, because um, I don't want to be one of those people who just says, "Oh, I listened to it before, so this is my favorite one." But I really just, I, I can't get behind the Revival cast. Yeah. I don't know why. No, well, yeah, I it's, feel that. It's weird. It, it's different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's an acquired taste. Yes, indeed. Okay, yeah. top right. five. Number five. Okay, number oh, five. We're getting, mm -hmm. getting down. Did you see what no, no, I didn't. number five is? Okay, my number five is a classic, The Sound of Music. Oh. Don't make that face, <laughs> Mitchell. I know you're both making that face, but The Sound of Music is no, yeah. Okay, so if you can that's see, like what's wrong with my number three. Uh, if you can see face. Mitchell's face, it's uh. It's like a whoa. I don't. Face. I don't love you sound of music. You don't. Oh, you no, don't I, get the sound of music. No, because I no actually I, I take my face back. I'm not, I saw it with <laughs> with Maria and it was great movie. Okay, like sound of music, great. But I hated the ending. What about Why do you it? Hate the ending? 
They're just like, all right, let's go up. And that's it. They, but uh, they're going spoilers, to live there. Spoilers, in case you haven't heard okay, the sound of music, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but music's great. The music Love is me fantastic. some good Rodgers and story, Hammerstein. The story, mm, I think it is. Yeah, yeah it, it, is, it, is. it is. It is. Yeah. It, Story's okay. It is. Music's the story amazing. Has its moments, but I think overall is a solid story. I'll give you that. Yep. Yeah. Okay, but okay. So then, why did you play Citizen number five though? Because it's a fantastic musical. That's interesting. But why is it not four, three, two, or one? Well, because four, there six, is already a four, three, two, one. Seven, oh. Okay, I would probably. I don't know. I feel like in the future I'm gonna bump songs for New World up, but I I just got the cast album like two weeks ago, okay. oh, and yeah, it yeah. hasn't settled. Yeah. Okay. Understand. Um, I'm actually gonna switch one of mine right now. Uh, do, it. do it. Number do five. It. Company. Wait, that's uh, number five? That's number Was five. Is it moving down or moving up? It's moving down. Oh, oh you were going to put Sound of Music no. where that was? <laughs> yeah, he just uh, surprised added that to Sound of Music's on my list. Uh, um, oh. oh! It's in the honorable mentions. Um, Is it really? Yeah. Oh, that's um, good. Okay. Company. Let's talk about Company. Holy crap. Again, Stephen Sondheim hits us once again with an emotional piece, not a story, because it's not a story. Really, and depending on how Why you look at it. Why do you say that? It's oh, a concept I'm not show. It's a concept show. It's a concept show. It's the original concept show. Changed, it changed everything. He, like, not everything, but he, like, showed it, and everyone's like, that can't work, and then it did. And the music is so good. And I like it because I can sing it, and I like it because <laughs> it's, it's music that really just... Being Alive, Marry Me a Little, and Someone is Waiting are just three songs. Okay, keep going. That are just, oh, wow. And just, it's a story that I feel people could relate to. I feel everyone sees a little bit of themselves in company. What is the synopsis of company? Because I'm not. So there's really this guy, Robert. Bobby. Uh, it's his birthday. Bobby. And all his friends show up for his birthday party and they're like, happy birthday. Because oh, uh, he's friends with five different married couples. And then the show progresses and it's just little tidbits of story from Bobby's life on how he interacts with them, and it's about him being lonely, and it's about them wanting to help him, but nobody really knows what he wants, including himself. And that's the best synopsis I can give without spoiling the twist at the end. And they're also, like, all pushing him to get married. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't want to. Does he have a love well, interest? He doesn't know. He has to. three different girlfriends. Oh. It's in his span of his life. It's in his span of his life, not the okay. same time, but there are three different girls that are It's Depending on how you look at it is how you view the story. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, Quinn. Five. Number five? What is my number five? Let me double check. I oh, wonder. I know what my number five is. Uh, number five, Hades Town. So, um, recent one on I, Broadway right now. On Broadway right now. Uh, not even officially ago. opened. No, it's in previews. It's still in no, previews. Are you That's in previews. Yes, yeah. okay. It doesn't open until but it's the sold out. Something the rest just of opened. Yeah. Um, something just opened. Ain't too proud. Sure, no, we'll go with that. Else. I don't know Broadway that well. So, uh, Hades Town, like Mitchell said, oh, recent man. one. I only started listening to it two months ago. Because I showed it to him. Because you showed it to him. Uh, that's true of some of my higher shows. Mitchell uh, introduced me to some quality musicals. Mostly. So, Hades Town. Ah, it's so good. It's so good. Everything about it. The the orchestration. First off, just the style. Picking like swing jazz. Oh my God. It doesn't sound like a musical. It sounds like a collection of jazz songs. And admittedly, that's because it's based on just a uh, concept album uh, that came out back in 2010, although I don't remember who did it originally, and I feel bad for that. Um, I think it was Anais Mitchell. I think she originally was it? wrote it. Yeah, you're right, it was. It was Anais Mitchell. And then Rachel so, Chapkin saw it and was like, oh, I'm um, going to turn this into a musical. Oh, my God. The music is so good. The lyrics, 
they sound very campy and Broadway-esque if you if you read them without music. But then putting them to music and hearing people's voices behind them, specifically uh, making reference to, no offense to the other cast members, my favorite, Patrick Page as Hades. Oh, oh my God. His voice kills me when I listen to it. Um, there's one specific moment in the show that has got to be top five favorite moments in any show um, in particular, but I won't spoil it because it's kind of a big reveal. It's literally a, I think it's seven lines of dialogue conversation. No, it's eight. It's eight lines of dialogue. That's the conversation. And no, oh. no, Mitchell, different one. Uh, oh, right I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is got to be top three, actually. I correct that. Top three favorite moments in any show. Um, if you, Have you seen a bootleg? I have. He has. I haven't because I think I'm going to go see it on Broadway. Uh, um, you're I, seeing it on Broadway? Uh, potentially at the end of May. I'm going to um, go see it in December. Unless I go with you Sweet in flex May. Indeed. Unless you go with me in May, Mitchell. Um, your mom probably So I haven't like seen seen the show, um, but from hearing Mitchell's vocal reactions while he was watching the show, I can tell that the staging works well, too. Gosh. In the new ca- it's a new cast compared it's to the cast. It's a new cast. Uh, two cast members are the same. It's Amber Gray and Patrick Page are returning. But uh, new Hades, new Persephone, new Orpheus. Wait, no, not Persephone. Uh, Eurydice. There we go. Can I say something about Hades Town? Yeah, go for it. Um, one of my favorite things about musicals is when they do something different. And Hades Town, although it is not on my top ten, it's in my honorable mention. But um, this is like the third time I said that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you have a lot of things in your. I guess we know all your honorable No, no, you don't even know half of them. Hades Town is so good, so different. It's I don't want to say Breath of Fresh Air because, never mind. Um, but. Me oh my oh me. That's such boy, a good boy. show. From the okay, from the first song, I say first song because the cast album doesn't include the actual first song. But from the first song, just the intro. Um, I, I like won't play it because I don't think we can. Um, copyright. copyright. But you get this <laughs> sweet, sweet brass intro, and then you hear the very first note in the cast album, and you can already tell it's gonna be so good from the minute it started. Uh, Mitchell can confirm yeah. this. He played it for me in my kitchen for the first time. He started the song, and my face went through so many different emotions in the first few seconds, and, and then as soon as the uh, singing started, I was like, oh, I'm gonna love this show. I could already tell. And it just keeps that level of energy, and it keeps that excitement the entire time. Uh, so number five. Nice. Number four. All right. If you went to state conference this weekend and you saw what I purchased, you know what my number oh, four is. I know, Do you is, know yeah. what I purchased. I agree with this one. Um, What's on? Twenty fifth annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. That musical, I just love that musical so much. I like um, what you said. I like that they do something creative. William. Finn. I don't know. Is it William Finn? Yeah. Did not know that. Well, I actually probably did know that, but interesting. Um. I like that they did something different with the audience, and I like that it is just kind of more um, grounded, open. Yeah, but it's still. I feel like it still has its moments of depth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the music. I think the music is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh, not on my list. My only problem with Putnam is I just feel the story is just a little dragged out at the end. Yeah. Personally. Yeah, okay, I, I can, can see that. that. Yeah. I can see that. Um, my number four. This was was moved, but um, ragtime. Uh, really, Mitchell liking ragtime, guys. Really, guys, it's that high up. Really, Mitchell likes ragtime. Okay, listen, Mitchell listen. Really I need to talk about this one. Talk about it. Um, ragtime. Gosh, that musical is incredible. It tells three different stories and yet intertwines them at the end, and you're just like, oh my gosh! And it shows what America is. I think. 
it's the tall, it's the whites at the top. Yeah. It's. It's a different. As it should be. <laughs> that was a joke. Just Quinn, to oh my God. <laughs> it's the whites at the top sitting pretty. It's the. I'm going to say it. It's the blacks in the middle just staying there. Okay, African Americans. African Americans. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It's them staying in the middle like we don't know what to do and the immigrants just coming in. But the story of ragtime pushes that around and it puts the whites at the bottom and shows a different world. And the music is incredible. The story is timeless. And I think we should get a revival right now because I think America needs it right now to show what this country is built on and that we are not always sitting high and pretty. I would 100% agree with that. Uh, my problem, and maybe, okay. Gets for a my, for my Yeah, for my third quarter project last year, I did a dramaturgy. Mm-hmm. I, dramaturgy project. Do you both are no, aware of that? Okay, dramaturgy is when you um, go and do all the historical research of the show. Okay. And then um, for what I did is I provided a packet to the cast of the show. And I just think that, I think that musical is phenomenal. But I think it has its moments where it, it's, I feel like it's either really good and you're really invested or you're like, eh. I agree that I, yeah. but also, I just. Yeah, I know you're all in. The story all in is beautiful, yeah. and although. Yeah, I think I I think the ending is. I think sometimes musicals <sighs> are really good until the end, and then they're just like like it builds up to so much, and then it's nothing. I do think Ragtime builds up to an absolutely phenomenal ending. Yeah. Yeah, I feel. And like, I just really think yeah. Ragtime is a show that, if you're in musical theater, if you really just think that you know everything you don't until you see rap time. Yeah, I I will have to say that opening number is woo. Woo. It's a lot. And woo. another song in that show is woo. Woo. A lot. Okay, Quinn, hit us with your woo. number four. Ooh, it is a lot. All right. Like, um, oh. So my number three and number four, thinking about it, are about tied, but I'm going to share them in the order that I originally put them on my list. Um, number four, Fly By Night. So I've never heard haven't heard that. I've never listened to exactly. it. Exactly. Nobody's ever listened to it. Of the people that I've talked to, I think I've only had maybe one person who's ever said Who? that they've listened to that. I don't remember Mitchell. I was probably someone at state conference. Um probably. So remember when I, I've talked about like uh things that don't sound like a musical? Fly by night sounds like a musical in lyrics, in story, in presentation. And then you get to the music music. It is, I think it's four people doing rock the entire time. That's what the show, it's like a four person, they hired like an actual rock band to do the music for it. And oh my God, the storytelling, phenomenal. The, okay, um, the main, I say main character um, because it's the most important character. The main character in the show is the narrator because it's a cast of seven, there are six actual characters, and then there's the narrator. If your character is not one of those main five, or six characters, the narrator plays them. The narrator in that show, I think, ends up playing more, like, double digits of people. Wow. And it's hysterical to watch. And it's such a good story. It has so many individual standout songs. Now, granted, there are some that definitely fall short. Uh, no shade at mid-act one. But... Everything in the start yeah. of Act One, and, act one. and <laughs> no, everything in Act Two is so good, and it it speaks to me so much. And I don't know why, because I've had very not at all similar life experiences to the story. Um, because it's about like two sisters who move to New York and try and make it big, and it's about this one guy who works at a sandwich shop, 
It's hysterical. But every song in it, except for the ones in mid-act one, is so good. I could play any individual one of them and get into it instantly because they're all phenomenal. Uh, and it's Adam, I don't know how to say his last name. Is it Chandler Barrett? How do you say his name? You mean no Hunter idea. Foster? Not Hunter Foster. I thought he was in it. No. Hunter Foster? He who, might be in it. I recently um, learned his sibling to Sutton Foster. <laughs> what? Anyway, wait, Quinn, you said you let you can get any song, even mid-act one? Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing with mid-act one. There, <laughs> there, there, you know it's a thing with mid-act there one. There are two songs in mid-act one. Um, no one has listened to the show listening to this, but I'm going to talk about them anyway. There are two songs in mid-act one. There's this one called uh, Daphne Dreams, and there's this one called Breakfast All Day. Now, Daphne Dreams is by no means a bad song. It's honestly like a pretty decent song, but compared to everything else in the show, it just feels so standard and, and plain until like the last 30 seconds of it. Then it gets really good. But just listening to it, sometimes it just feels like a drag, even though it's not even that long of a song. Um, and then you get to the second shortest song in the show, uh, Breakfast All Day. How long is it? Uh, it's only about a minute long, I think. Hmm. Uh, if even that, hang on, let me check. I think it's like a minute 06. Uh, no, it's it. not even. Don't play it. Okay, right Don't play it. It sounds silent. Fifty-seven seconds long. Um, it's a great song, I think, and I think it's really funny to have it as a song. But at the same time, it really did not need to be a song, and I feel like it shouldn't have been a song because it just listening to it on the cast album, it breaks away after "Stars I Trust," which I think is a good song, albeit a little slow, but a good song, and it's right before. Uh, Probably the hypest song in the entire album. It's it's such a weird break that I really don't feel like I needed it. Um, so that's why I'm not a fan of it. Anyway, I'm gonna stop talking about Flyby. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you, Quinn, for taking about four minutes. No kidding. problem. It's no, a good show. honestly, I want to fair. I'm gonna it. listen to it now. I'm okay. definitely gonna listen to. It. I just I never got around to it. But yeah. Number yeah. three. Okay. Bum, bum, bum. This is the one that Mitchell hates me for, and I'm gonna get bullied for. Do you, do you see what it is? No, I no, don't. What is it? Okay, number three. Everyone's gonna hate me for this, but I have Wicked. Oh, I don't even. I love Wicked. Okay, okay Wicked yeah, is so, so good. Uh, Wicked is an absolutely phenomenal is it, that's show. A, that's like, your honor the, yeah. the um, it's I just think the writing is clever and at the same time very. I think I don't want to say profound, but definitely I think leaves an impact on audiences. The music oh. is just my man, gorgeous. Stephen Schwartz. Stephen Schwartz. Ooh. Angel of our life. You know what, Mitchell? Let me finish what I'm saying. Sorry, sorry. I and so I say. think a lot of the, um, I think now we take this for granted, but I think a lot of what they did tech-wise as far as the bubble and the flying was very, New. yeah, very advanced, which I think is nice to recognize. Mm-hmm. And it's just, oh, that musical. I That is one of the musicals. My top, I want to say five musicals all had to be musicals that I could listen to for the rest of my life and never get bored of. Mm-hmm. And there they are. Um, yeah. Wicked. Wow. Is that your number four, three? No, it's in my honorable, honorable mentions. Is my number three, good? I'm going to believe for. But, I've... um, oh, Wicked. <laughs> I could talk about Wicked for a long yeah. time. Um, you know Fisher? Yeah. yeah. He loved Wicked. Yeah. No, no, not as much anymore because he like likes other shows. But Wicked is a very, it's a story that everyone knows, but not yeah. that one. Just mm-hmm. not that one. Completely different tale. And it's heartbreaking. Yeah. And oh, God, it's, yeah. It's everyone knows it, so it's not as heartbreaking like my number three. But oh, man. oh my god, Mitchell! But I like that it 
like, as a show, show someone else's side. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, everyone hates on the Wicked Witch of the West. And though her, this is so much, but no. though her actions were not necessarily moral, moral, the reasoning behind it, I feel like people don't necessarily always give that reasoning. And I feel like that show is, shows her side of the story, which I think is nice. And a lot of arguments that I've been in about musicals that are going to Broadway recently, and just even in the past 10 years, a lot of them have been adaptations and movies turned to musicals. And I was in an argument with someone, and they were like, oh, Wicked's just the Wizard of Oz turned no, into a musical. It's no, it's no, not. No, it's and not. And I had to go off no. on them, because I was like, it is not. Please. It is a completely different story. Mm-hmm. Good job. Anyways, um, my number three. Ready? Um, it I'm is ready for it. The Phantom of the Opera. I have a very strong connection with this show. Um, I respect your choice, Mitchell. My This is the first musical my grandmother ever showed me. Aww. And the first musical that my grandpa, when he found out I was listening to it, was like, holy crap. I would, on car rides home from my grandma's house, I would not stop singing it. And wh- I remember a distinct memory. I would sing it around the house, and my grandma would be like, oh, you never sing it in the car anymore. I was like, oh, yeah, because you told me to stop. Because she like, told me she lost a DVD because we would not stop listening to it. Um, I have Aww, countless buddy. numbers of broken and still... Like, good to use phantom masks. I drew a poster. I don't know if I know where the poster is anymore. I have a 25th anniversary poster, like, movie poster on my wall. Um, I, Phantom of the Opera, Phantom is a dream role of mine. I was just going to ask that. And, um. Is Christine a dream role? Yeah. Yeah, You can sing those notes. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. I mean, just look at the Mariah Carey video. (laughs) Um, Phantom, everyone knows it. It is a very popular show. This is my, so I'm going to put the same argument as I did why I didn't put Hamilton on my list, because I love Hamilton, although it is super popular. Mm-hmm. Ha- um, Phantom's very popular. If you think of musical theater, it's probably one of the things you think of, not the thing. Not Lion King, though. No, I think of <laughs> Not Lion King. Lion King, um, Lion King right King. now is number one on sales for Broadway. Yeah, no, it still, is. It's He's still right. Uh, this really? is a Phantom's number even, four. Wait, even more than Hamilton? Hamilton's three. What's number two? Wicked. Four is Ain't Too Proud. Okay, but... Five. Mm, like, that's fair. I feel like... Yeah. Hamilton, yeah. it's good, yeah. but no one can but get to. Do any of us have yeah. Hamilton on our list? I have it honorable. Yeah, I have honorable mentions. Oh, I didn't even bother with that. Um, no, say Hamilton. You're so cool. No, kidding. no, um, but Phantom of the Opera tells a story that I will never not like, and the music is Andrew Lloyd Webber's masterpiece, or one of them, um, and I really just the characters are so complex and yet so given to you that you're like you just want more. The movie mm-hmm. isn't that good. We'll put that out there. Okay. Gerard Butler is okay, but I'm going to say it. Damn. Damn, is it a good show. Okay, yeah. Number three for me is, uh, as I said, kind of interchangeable with number four um, because I still haven't made up my mind. You're in town. So oh. <clears throat> I had never heard of this show until the late 2017 and then my grandmother and my grandpa were like, hey, do you want to come see the show at Wright State? It's a musical. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. I like musicals. So I went and saw the show, knowing nothing about it, knowing nothing about the music, the plot, the characters. Second best non-professional production I've ever seen. What's it was number a, one? Yeah, that's what uh, I'm Curious Incident. Oh, I'm so mad I missed that. Yeah, you should be. Anyway, so, uh, not to talk about that show um, and how good that was. But holy cow, I could listen to You're in Town for days on end and get bored with none of the songs. So it's something about the way that it's written. 
and the way that the rhyme scheme works. So I don't know how true this is, but apparently a lot of it was originally improvised, and you can kind of tell in the way really? that they rhyme stuff. Mm -hmm. It's hysterical. <laughs> okay, first off, the, the show is about the show is about not being able to pee, <laughs> which is pay to pee. It's a silly enough premise really? as it yeah. is. In every dramatic beat of the show, I could not stop laughing yeah. when I saw it and when I listened to it still. It's such a good show to sing along to as well because all of the numbers are so memorable in your mind. When you hear the opening like piano chime of Run, Freedom, Run, oh, yeah. you know you're going to sing along. There's no way that you can stop yourself. Mitchell and I numerous times have sung along to that show and tried in vain to hit the C. Um, but that's, a, that's not what it's about. Uh, it's about enjoying it while it's going on and at the end of it thinking holy cow what did i just watch because it's so insane from start to finish and then the end of the show hits you um so uh not really spoilers but spoilers in case you like don't want to know how the like very last few lines of the show Ooh. are oh wait um, wait she doesn't want to hear it. She doesn't oh. see Okay, it. so the very first number number of the show is them singing about what urine town is. And then the very last few lines of the show is the entire company, including dead people, coming out and all singing like the almost the opening few lines together. It's the loudest part of the show, and it is the best part of the show because what a way to end! Okay, I'm gonna stop talking about it now. Okay. You're good. Okay. Anyway, um, uh, third favorite show. I saw You're in Town at Beaver Creek, and my grandpa was taking me to see it, and he's like, oh, this show's oh, it's, it's so funny, you wouldn't tell me anything about it. And when I was watching it, I was just like, what the heck am I watching? Oh, I know. Oh, All right, so number, two. number two. Number two. Number two. I will stand by this forever. Probably not forever. But for the past, since I was introduced to it the middle of my sophomore year come from away Ooh. Mitchell do not make that face come from away He's making that is, face again you know Mitchell I don't make that face when you share your musicals I didn't even make that face for Phantom Whoa, who is the one who said is a proud musical lover me you. Who, did, who didn't face? introduce herself as the proud you did in fact lover. say that Mitchell about 46 minutes ago no. Okay. Um, like Come From Away is, first of all, the story, absolutely fantastic. The work that went into that show is astounding. Knock it off. The work that went into that show is astounding. They went to Gander and did research for, I don't even know how long, but the, every person in that show is based off a real person. And then the music is so clever and it flows so well. And it's like, it can be a heavy show, but it takes a heavy topic and makes it more, um, I want to say approachable, and more, more, I don't know what I'm going for, but it makes, it's such a fantastic show, and the way that it is done, because I don't know how much you guys care about how it is technically, but I love that they made it so fluid, like how it's only done with 12 There's chairs. There's real trees on the, stage. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that kind of stuff, and how the pit is in the, on stage, but in the back corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also... To be noted, one of the best girl power songs. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Um, that's agreeable. But only issue. but not not the reason why. That's not like the only reason why I like that show. Mitchell, would you like to share two things about that show you like? Yes. Yeah. Go and ahead. What I for dislike? It. Yeah. Love the story. Oh my gosh. Isn't that when a I first great listened story? to it, I was just like, wow. 
that is a story that is very good. Happy they told it. And also the research that went into the show, incredible. And oh, the, yeah. And the music, the music, I feel like it's so off kilter for Broadway. Is oh, that what I you're going like to say he, about I my feel like he has a negative thing to say. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm going to add one more good thing. Oh, yeah, you Like you said, the staging <laughs> and the direction is amazing, and he won the Tony for it. I don't know, I forget yeah, his name. Understandable. Issued the music. Uh-huh. What about it, Mitchell? There's about, there's about four or five songs that I was like, okay, I'll, I could listen to this like day in, day out. And the rest, I couldn't tell you a word about them because they're so boring. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. Mitchell, okay. you're going to have to go. Uh, Thank you okay, for being uh, on the podcast. No. I think that, uh, I mean, uh, here's the thing. I can, I I, I hate to bash your that. show. I don't want to bash your I show. Let's take that. a more neutral opinion. So I am <laughs> not really like the biggest fan of Come From Away, uh, but at the same time, I really don't hate it. I think it's a good show. I think the music tells the story well, and I think that it does what it needs to do. Now, are some of the songs a little boring? Yeah. No. Yes. No, but yeah. there are songs yeah. like that in every show. Even, yeah. Talk about even, <laughs> even what? My, oh, even what? my number what, one what show. What was the song you said? I was gonna make a joke. The one from the the number four. A fly by night. Yeah. Yeah. The, okay. But what was the song in the middle? Mid act one. Mid act one. one. Talk about okay, mid act talk about one. Mid act. Mid act <laughs> of come from away because there's no intermission and you're just <laughs> stuck there. It's an hour and a half long. So it was a little break. <laughs> That's like the first act of Sweeney Todd. <laughs> okay, this is a point. You could watch all it's of like Come the... From Away or you could watch Act One of Sweeney Todd, and not even the long one, the short one. Because act one, yeah, you can also cut out the fifteen minutes. I don't want to bash your show. You just did, but I did. Very well. I'm sorry. There are highs. Do you know how you asked if I you could come on the podcast again? No, I don't say no. Please don't say no. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. If you can come up with a good idea, okay. Idea. Uh, Okay, we talked about coming from away. My no, my number two. Oh, we did. My number two. What's your number two? Next to normal. Oh yeah, I can see that. Okay, I gotta add that to my list. Can I talk about the story of next to normal? It is the yeah. story of a mother who has manic depression and bipolar disorder. Don't give away the big plot point. And who has constant um, struggles struggles dealing with her family and her daughter and her son and her husband. It's about the... I mean, it's not really a spoil. It's about how their marriage just takes a toll and how she is broken and how she has so much going on and that story i relate to it because my aunt had bipolar depression and i no, don't look at number one well i already know what number one is i'm trying to yeah, just here. keep going okay everyone, everyone knows, knows what number, number one, one is, is. Everyone um, one is. but i should like message you guys like, number one's mama mia <laughs> oh, <laughs> i have a joke my number, number one, one show legally blonde <laughs> my number one show uh Annie. Do you have an answer? Okay, I'm sorry. Um, no, that hurt. That one really hurt, Quinn. Um, next to normal, I watched that show and I couldn't get out of bed the next day because I was so <laughs> sad. Because the show, I weeped. I and that's if you were there with me at the conference. Oh, I was just about to say I've heard rumors of you sitting at Cedar Furniss and crying. It wasn't Cedar, it was State Conference. No, oh no, I, so, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Furniss, that didn't happen. Not that I'm laughing. I, I appreciate that you. My gender that you yeah, we're I laughing know. with. I, no, no I I'm not laughing at you crying. I, hadn't I, I appreciate to the show, your vulnerability. I hadn't listened to the show in um, I think a good 
couple months and I like listened to it one more time again because that's what I'm doing. I'm gonna do that tonight with Hamilton. And I just, I cried. I was like, wow, this is a powerful show. And at State Conference, I don't know, I sat second row and I was weeping and I made eye contact with every single member of the cast because they were like, is that kid okay? <laughs> because I was vocally like, Ugh, like crying. Because that show, it just takes something in me and rips it out. <laughs> rips and it shows out. It the whole world and shows see. it to the whole world and just waves it around. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Quinn, you're number two. a little bit gruesome. Uh, I think I know what your number two is going to be. Yeah, you know what my number two is going to be, um, which is Do unfortunate, because I, I don't want to ruin your number one. No. Oh, is your number two his number... Yeah, it definitely is. Um, wait, so then what's your number one? I'll just, uh, I'll, like, say the title, and then uh, we'll wait for Mitchell to talk about it. Um, cause uh, he, can I not say anything? No. I'm not going to say anything. Can I leave he, the room? Because he has... <laughs> I'm going to leave the room okay, really Mitchell's fast. Gonna leave the room. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go pee. I'm going to talk about it. Okay. Uh, Don't then, go off, because I have so much to say. I know, I won't say too much. I'll be right back, podcast. Bye, Mr. C. Bye, Mr. Miller. Bye. <laughs> Mr. C did not last this long into a podcast about musicals. Are you kidding me? Bye, Emily's mom's friends. I'll be back. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Okay, so Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812. Oh, I guess oh, that's my list. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. In full fairness, Mitchell is the one who introduced me to the show, um, so he gets to talk about it more. But, oh, talk about a show that from beginning to end, you don't care how long it is, you want to keep listening to it. That show is about three hours long. Ooh. I've listened to it all the way through, at least in double digits. Um, act two. Once act two starts... Act two doesn't stop. Great Comet is one of those shows, um, some shows you can listen to one song from them and you're like, yeah, that was a good song. I really jammed out to that. Once you start listening to Great Comet, you don't stop listening to Great Comet until you get to the end of the act or until you get to the end of the gosh darn show because it throws you into this insanely turbulent yet insanely it doesn't even matter what's going on in the show everything that happens is so irrelevant to the greater world around it and that's what makes it so powerful is because you get so wrapped up in these people's drama and their marriage struggles or whatever and you're like oh my god i really want things to work out for them and then you get to the end of act two and you're like wait a minute wasn't the very first line of the show there's a war going on because the war is going on but you don't care about that. You're like, oh my god, their marriage sucks. I really hope that couple gets together even though they've never spoken. And that's what's so good about it. I love the story so much. It's based on war and peace, which when you what? hear something is based on war and peace, you don't think it's going to be a good show. But it is in no uncertain terms my second favorite show. I'm not Come done. On in. Oh, he's not Give me done. like one more minute. Okay. Walk away so you don't hear what I'm saying. Um, anyway, the, I have to say though, um, even compared to the number one show, favorite music, uh, like orchestration wise, oh, it's top, top of the chart, top of the chart for me. Every song is so gorgeous and powerful and the end of the show. Oh my God. Dave Malloy does such a superb job of blending techno and also traditional Russian. Those two things don't go together until you hear him put them together. Anyway, I'm going to let Mitchell talk yeah, more about Mitchell. it. Okay. But I I do appreciate how it's the second act is continuation of the awesomeness. Mm. Okay. 
Yeah, you're coming back in. Come on back in, buddy. Coming back, back in. You ready to hear my number one favorite movie? Oh, actually, I am because we all know Mitchell's. Um, I don't think do you're, you're not going to know mine. Honorable mentions. You should. Oh, we do oh, honorable, honorable mentions. mentions. Oh, God. Thank you for reminding us. I think I know yours. You probably do because I mentioned it earlier and I haven't Mitchell, said you probably know mine too. Okay. Are we just going to run down, down our list yeah. of yeah, honorable we'll mentions? Kind of Let's give like a anyone... one sentence reason why. Yeah. Okay, this is in no particular order. This is just in the order. I was yeah, just yeah. putting stuff from my playlist onto the thing, and then I was highlighting. So you know what, guys? Why don't you pay attention? Okay, number one, Hamilton. Obvious okay. reasons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots of good stuff there. Um, I consider Legally Blonde. Don't really know that I would put it as an honorable mention, but it's on the list for some reason. Mm -hmm. Hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A chorus line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Into the Woods. Yeah. Okay. Um, waitress. Yeah. Godspell. Yeah. Mm. Uh, mm, mm. I don't love Godspell, but I like it. Do you? Okay. Um, Heather's, but that's for other reasons. And then Rent, which, okay. Yep. okay, unpopular opinion about Rent. I have seen it live twice, and I've never loved it live. Act 2 is so stale. Yeah. But Sad. I, I but... feel like Rent has moments that set it apart from every other musical and make it amazing mm -hmm. and then there's the rest of the musical yeah yeah all right okay, go off Fine. Mitchell number one Miss Saigon that is a story I've that... never seen that but I'm seeing it Sunday you're seeing it Friday seeing it Friday I got yeah. lucky seats Miss Saigon I cried during that show mm -hmm. uh, Rent number two I cried during that show oh is this in an order yeah Book of Mormon wow. I fell asleep during this that this is one. an order kind of um, number th four, Wicked. I like Wicked. Yeah. Five, I'm Les Mis. I, I couldn't include this without Les Mis. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I know Emily didn't really like it. I uh, No, I think uh, I just need to see it again. I think okay. I need to see it again. Well, it closed, so sorry. Yep, sorry. Uh, six, Fun Home. Whoa, yeah, that's I'm, fair. That's an incredible story yeah. that I think I want to share. Seven, Cabaret. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Eight, Hades Town. Yes. Good one. Okay. Nine, Hamilton. Okay. And I'm going to add a number 10 yeah. is... um. 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. All right. It's worth it. All right. Uh, mine is in absolutely zero order because I thought of most of them while the podcast was going on. Oh, yeah, nice. I don't think we shared with you that we were doing. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know we were doing honorable mentions. In all honesty, also, I made this list like 10 minutes before it started because um, they were like, hey, do you want to be in the podcast? And I said, oh, I've got nothing to do for another hour. So I guess I'm here now. Uh, so Parade. Jason Robert Brown again. Smoke for me too. Um, oh, my phone. <laughs> weird long show, but good show. Parade I like all the songs. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how I didn't even talk about Parade. Uh, okay, show. Fiddler. Is on that the roof. Jason Robert only, Brown? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fiddler only relevant because we're doing it right now. Oh wait, but fun, also good fun, fun fact about Parade: when Stephen Sondheim first heard it, he um, looked to the person you see next to him. I think it was his. His wife. It was someone. His lover. His someone. <laughs> and the first the thing he said is, "Well, now I can put down my pen." Because of Jason Robert Brown, it Did really, really is. Yeah. It really is a very, very good show. I'm sorry. And it's such a. It's such Which a one of you movie. said that Jason Robert Brown is all the same Mitchell? I did. He did. Anyway, uh, Spring Awakening. Oh, oh yeah, that's a, I should have put that. Adding that to mine. Number yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Add, that to, add that to your list, folks, because wow, it's a good show. Don't listen to it with your parents. Please don't. No, do it. No, I think you the, should. No, you the, really should. The not. year before, when I was in eighth grade, they did that at state conference. I know. No, listen. Should, um, I, why I, you should listen to Spring Awakening with your parents? It's a show about parents talking to their children. I think this is things that my biggest. You no, know you're right. My Mitchell, biggest argument with right. Spring Awakening is that kids um, don't learn that stuff in school. Okay, so listen what to it on your that? listen to it on your own first, Sex. and then listen to it on uh, with your parents if yeah. you want to. 
Uh, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that should be on my list. It's a good show. Can I add another to my honor? Just period. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Cats. I've been listening to that a lot recently. And Interesting. We, uh, Cats <laughs> is a very good show. Interesting. Okay. Uh, anyway, no. love Joseph. Love the songs. Love Joseph as a character. No. Um, and then the last one, just because I think it's such a, such a weird show. Uh where Speaking of revolutionary this? shows, we've talked about Hamilton. We've talked about Ragtime. Let's talk about 1776. <laughs> <laughs> it's such an odd show. The, no, what the is album art for it is literally an eagle hatching from an egg. <laughs> oh, and if that doesn't set I'm the sorry, tone Quinn, for the show, if, I don't if you know. You said 1776. I thought you meant Hamilton. Oh, no. Uh, no I <laughs> What's said, the difference? Because we've talked about <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> 1776, um, I'll talk about it for like uh, maybe like one minute uh, because yeah, I want to tell people how it's different from Hamilton. So 1776, whereas Hamilton is about Alexander Hamilton, 1776 is about John Adams trying to get the Declaration of Independence passed in the very first Congress. Now, it's so boring. It's a boring <laughs> show. Not a okay, lot I happens. Should, and when I, I say, when I say not a lot, I mean nothing happens, except for, uh, spoiler alert, in case you forgot American <laughs> history. <laughs> so they, they agree to do the Declaration of Independence thing. But the reason that I put it on my list is because of one song in particular, and that's the song "But Mr. Adams." Okay, yeah. It's, Wait, I think I watched that in English. Is hysterical. They're trying to get. Um, they're trying to get Thomas bad. Jefferson to, to write, write the Declaration it, yeah. of Independence, or at least John Adams is trying to get somebody to write the Declaration of Independence. And he goes through uh, Ben Franklin, two other random people, and then he gets to Thomas Jefferson. No offense to the random people. Um, I just don't remember their names because they're not like famous figures. John Morgan. It's so <laughs> that, that is literally, uh, it's an, on record. It is the show with the longest break between songs. There is a 40 minute break between yeah. the song before But Mr. Adams and But Mr. Adams. Why is there a 40 minute break in a musical? Because it's a boring show. Because it's a boring show. But it's hysterical. That was Darren's first musical he saw. It's so funny. Right. It's yeah, so funny. We should, you guys, we should have a day and everyone just forces everyone else to watch a musical. Can I be the next podcast? Everyone, yes, The next podcast watch. is we watch all these musicals. Yeah, Sounds let's do good. that. Okay. Um, anyway, okay. Adding one more to my honor I mentioned. Yeah. Um, honorable mentions. What was it? I forgot now. Never mind. Yes, wasn't that good? Okay, okay guys. Wasn't that honorable. Drum roll for my Number favorite one. musical. Number uh, one. Yeah. Oh, wait until I see how high that is on your list. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that don't say yeah like that, Mitchell. The Falsettos, that show, I saw I watched an interview and what they said was really, really, I think, telling about the show. They said that um the show is like a stream of conscious, so it's like what it is just the people living as they live. That show, the writing is absolutely genius. Yeah. I am not a person for It's based on true events. Is it really? Yeah, it's about his lover. Is it really? About, yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, William Penn's boyfriend. Is it? I don't know if you're telling the truth because sometimes you like to dupe me. No, but, but like, I'm going to look into that. No, William, it wasn't like William Finn doesn't have AIDS, but his boyfriend, when they first met, he was like, hey, I just... Are they still together? No, he's dead. But he was oh, like, hey, I left my wife and son and I have AIDS. And he was like, oh. Oh, okay. And then he died. Um, I have a story. After this is over, let me tell you a story. Can okay. you remind me? Um... And I think that story, I feel like it is kind of a specific scenario, but I feel like everyone can relate to a lot of things in that. There's musical. definitely something in that for everyone. Yeah, yeah. And the music is just fantastic. Also, I just want to say, the revival cast, knock out. That cast is killer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, definitely. But, but I, Mitchell, why don't you share your number one? 
before you can. So we can distract. Yeah. Let's see. What Let, time is distract. it now? Okay, I'm gonna wait till it gets to. I'm gonna get wait till it gets to um, one hour and four minutes. Okay, so that we can. Yeah. And. Natasha Pierre <laughs> and the Great Comet of 1812. Here we go again. Oh my God. Can I say something? To um, when I first heard it, I didn't like it. When I, it was, I think it was mid, two thousand and. I want to say it's two thousand sixteen or um seventeen. I heard the original Dave Malloy cast, and I was like, "This is." It was one of those two. Is this just because you don't like Dave Malloy as Pierre? No, <laughs> it was just I was like, "This is different," and this is this is risky different. And then, um. We got more into it, and then they released the Josh Groban cast, and oh my god, I, I've never seen something so well thought, so beautiful. I think that show is something that if you want to see something different for theater, that is different for theater. The music, the orchestrations, it's just, it's so much to take in. You have to watch it at least four times to understand everything. Because there's so much going on, and there's so much that Dave Malloy did that he didn't have to do, and yet he did. And the show is just, it's mind-blowing how everything happened. And to say that, it, to think that it lost to Dear Evan Hansen is just, it blows me away, because when I watched someone talking about it, they were like, "Would is are the Broadway voters going to take a risk? And are they going to give it to something that's, nothing like anything I've ever seen before. Because if you put anything, I could not compare anything to Great Comet except just a little bit of Fiddler on the Roof because they're Russian. It's the state. I didn't, like, even, I'm just going to go on a little rant about the stage. The stage is gorgeous. They put. I'll give that to you. I've seen pictures of the stage that is, in terms of the AP Lang exam, a mind at work. Oh my gosh! It is. <laughs> <laughs> they took they took the Imperial Theater, which is a small theater where Les Mis first played. Fun fact. Oh, did it? Yeah. Wow. Where, there's a little there's a little disc. Is Les Mis still, still it's still running? No, it closed long ago. No, it did not. Yeah. Really? The revival closed like I don't know. But anyways, back to Great Comet. They turned that small theater into a home is what I would say. Yeah. Because those people would go there every day and they just, you feel warm. And I don't know if you've seen, have you, have you seen pictures of it? It's, it gives yeah. off a warm, red, loving feeling. And I don't know if you like, I'm just going to go on a little rant about the sets. Um, Mimi Lin, that's her name. No, Mindy Lin. Mimi or Mindy Lin. Um, she took um, the lobby and turned it into the bunker of a Civil War, like a Civil War bunker, just to do a little design to show that you're going to Russia. And then she took a coat, the coat room, and completely demolished it and turned it into an ex an entrance and exit onto the stage. And just listening, it goes from a misty blue-green unwelcoming feeling into a warm and loving, bright feeling. The lighting is incredible. The chandeliers, I just I could I want one of those in my house. Quinn has um, something fun similar fact, to it. I have something similar to it, and Mitchell set it as his uh, lock screen background for how long was that? It's still there. Is it really? Is yeah. it really? My phone's dead. Oh. Oh. But um actually now that you say that I do remember seeing that. Yeah, going back to the music. Um, oh my gosh, uh, just from the prologue alone, you know something different's going on. And the cast is amazing. It's debatable on which one's better. I don't even think anyone's better because they're so different. Mm -hmm. And yeah. this, the staging, the original staging for the show when it was back at the um, theater, theater, the theater, the they built a theater. They got a tent and they built a theater out really? of it. Really? Yeah, and they turned it into a Russian supper club. 
and so they um, give out food. They give out oh, vodka. Oh, yeah, Mr. Heyman said he got pierogi. Yeah. pierogies. They give out food. Got give out Actually, vodka. I don't think he got a pierogi. He got an egg shaker. Yeah, though, he said he didn't get a pierogi. Egg okay. They got egg shakers for audience. It's so intimate. The actors sit in the audience. Um, there's no opening curtain speech. There's an actor who stands oh, in Mr. one Hamilton. little section. Wait. Oh, my God. Yeah, he stands in one little section and says, hey, guys, this is the rules. Okay? Okay. Every, um, most of the actors play their own instruments. Um, the music is just, I can't even describe how good it is because it's so different. And I'm going to rant again about Dear Evan Hansen winning so many of these things. It just, I don't think Dear Evan Hansen deserved it because Dear Evan Hansen is just, it's nothing compared to um, Great Comet. This is for our wrap up. Um, and going on, I'm going to keep going about Great Comet. Um, God, the lighting, the music, the staging, it's just everything about it is just so different and beautiful. And I love different shows. And this show just took what everyone was like, oh, this is Broadway. Broadway is going to be contemporary shows. Broadway is going to be fast music. And then Dave Miller is like, oh, not too fast, sonny boy. And just flipped it on its head. The music is just, oh. If, take two and a half hours out of your day, because that's how, about two and a half hours. Two hours, maybe? I think two and a half. Take it out of your day, sit down, and listen to Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812. Was there a fist bump there? No, I just... Okay, I thought you just fist bumped. bumped? No. Let's all fist bump. Anyway, uh, he talked about that for long enough. We should fist bump. Uh, I talked about it for about five minutes. Five and a half minutes. That's acceptable for your number one show. Uh, Speaking of which, number one show. uh, Mitchell already mentioned it. I talked about it a bit. Company by Stephen Sondheim. Yep. Oh, did not expect that from me, but I should have expected So, that. I knew it. I love that show. I love every single character in that show, from their haircuts to their outfits. There have been um, three, uh, there are four notable casts. I've only listened to three of them, because um, I haven't listened to the new one where um, Bobby is a woman, which uh-huh. is a very cool concept. Mitchell's listened to it. He's played it for me a bit. Um... I'm not, like, a terrible, like, hater of it. Uh, I just don't like it as much as the other ones. Um, so the very original Broadway cast, uh, which was 80s, does a good job. Really? Does a good job. Uh, tells the story well. It's good actors. It's good actors. I like the Bobby. Uh, some of the orchestration is a little weird compared to the newer ones, but that's fine. It's a good story. Um, and first off, Stephen Sondheim writing it, as Mitchell talked about briefly, Revolutionary. Very, very first concept show. When you hear concept show, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, it means a show that doesn't tell like a linear start to end, beginning, middle, end story. It means a show that tells like a series of little tales about something. Um, so think of like a comic strip. It's like that, but it's musical. That's a great concept. It's a concept show. To some, no. to some sense. No, it's not. To some sense, no, I would not. say it is. I, I would argue it's not. Well, um, if you're talking about concept shows, Great Comet is not a concept show. It has concept elements. parts, but it's definitely not a concept show. There is a very clear, there's a number called prologue, Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, and then uh, Neil Patrick Harris cast. Big fan. I love Neil Patrick Harris. I think oh, he's I a that. phenomenal actor. He has a great singing voice. He does such a good job as Bobby. He tells the story so well. And Mitchell knows what I'm going to say next. Uh, oh, yeah, you're going to talk about... Uh, <laughs> what's his... Raul? Raul Esparza as Bobby. Now, I like hearing people sing. 
And I, uh, yeah, in case you didn't know that. Um, and I like hearing Raul Esparza sing, because I've heard him in some other stuff. And I like hearing people sing Bobby's parts, and I like listening to company. But if you combine Raul Esparza and company and get him as Bobby, that is a vocal performance unlike anything I've ever heard. Listening, I've listened to Being Alive quite possibly in triple digits at this point with him as Bobby. It is so good. Every word, every sound that he makes is so intentional. And he brings so, ironically enough, he brings so much life to the character of Bobby. Um, so first off, in that revival, all of the actors played their own instruments on stage, which is ironic because you just mentioned that with Great Comet. Which is, they? Yeah, revival, they do. Yeah. It's a cool concept, right? Uh, and it's interesting to see. So, the reason that I bring this up is because the character of Bobby in that revival plays approximately two instruments. Everyone else generally has their own instrument, but Bobby technically plays two instruments. And I mention this because, uh, spoiler alert, if you were wanting to watch the um, version of it, that's available for like $80 on Amazon because they took the bootleg off of YouTube. Um, How much is it on Amazon? It's like $80 to buy the DVD. I, I looked it up because I thought about buying it. Um, so, there's this song right at the start of Act Wait, 2. Wait, we where should all go in on it and then burn it. Ooh, I want to strangle you. Um, there's this song right at the wow. start of Act 2 where everybody, um, in all, every cast except for that one, uh, they do a little dance, uh, and then their partner echoes the dance because it's all the couples singing about Bobby. Okay? Um, in the revival cast, rather than doing that, they had everybody play their instruments, and then their partner echoed the instruments, and they do it three times. And then the fourth time, Bobby, in all of the all of the other casts, he does a little dance, and then there's nobody to answer for him. And it's this sad moment, okay? And then in the revival cast, Raul Esparza, on stage, pulls out a kazoo. A golden a kazoo. A golden kazoo. Kazoo's two little notes, and looks to the left. Every couple is in this long line, ten people to his left. And he looks to the left, and there's nobody there. And you're thinking, oh, he just played a kazoo. That's hilarious. And then the song starts back up again, and it, it's this frantic year after year. Or I don't know if I can sing it. Um, he just stands there, and he looks. He looks at nothing, and you see his face go from, I just played the kazoo on stage, to, I'm going to be alone forever. And it's the <laughs> yeah, I can, yeah. best acting. Oh, he's so good. Okay, now, aside from him, the show itself. Wow, we've talked about the characters, specifically Bobby. His life is so complex. There's no way that any of us can relate to him. Um, this is actually the reason that our director, Mr. Heyman, has said that we won't do the show before, is because there's no way that we have the life experience necessary to play him. But wow, it hits you so hard hearing him sing about his struggles and hearing other people sing about the struggles of being married, even though there's no way I can talk about it. It sounds realistic and it sounds believable. And I want Bobby to get better. You want him to get better so badly as the show's going on. And you hear the last number and you're like, oh, oh, what did, oh no, what did I just, oh my God, the ending of that show. I've never cried during listening to that show, but there are so many times where I've wanted to because of how good and how emotionally moving it is. Um, I, I listen to that show if you haven't listened to it before. Um, it's not that long. Uh, every other cast album for shows, they're like at least an hour long. That one's literally not even an hour long. Take in, as Mitchell said with Great Comet, rather than even two and a half hours, take an hour out of your day and listen to the revival cast because 
hearing everyone sing and hearing everyone tell these <laughs> short, disconnected stories. You're like, what's this coming to? And then the show ends and... Okay. It's beautiful. Uh, Good job, Quinn. Okay. All right. I'm done with well, that. Um, also, fun fact: recently, I got a playbill from that revival cast with Rare Wolf Stars. From State Conference. From State yeah. Conference. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, Sorry, really fast. Let's talk about the actual like someone. I don't know what the actual list is. Oh yeah, did you pull up the list? <laughs> Emily says, um, the actual list. Yeah, you pulled it up. Oh, I think I took it down. Did you? Okay. Um, I definitely had it. We were gonna look it up really fast, but we're gonna fill it up with ample time. Great comments, really good. Listen to it. Company's really good. Listen to it. What list is it? Also, uh, is really good. Listen okay, to hang it. on. Uh, not this. to offend people, but uh, let's take a quick second to what say our least favorite musicals. I think that would be interesting. Oh, what's oh, yours? Anyone have I very strong opinions? Have about Can I say my number one least favorite musical? Yeah. I'm sorry. It's Carousel. I think. Really? I think the plot is stupid. Music is great. I okay. feel like I should have Understandable. Um, I feel like I hate any musicals. These are movies. I know a lot of people like it, including my sister, um, but I've listened to it. What musical? I don't like Mean Girls. Oh, I don't like Mean Girls. I don't like Mean Girls. And if I'm being honest, I really don't like Heathers all that much either. Nope, That's fair. Heathers all right. is like a fad. Like you go through a Heathers phase. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I went through a Heathers phase. Wait, no, this isn't it either. Hold on, we're, we're still technical difficulties. Why would you not use that one? Wait, is this one it? Because that one's not the right one. Um, oh. All right, here we go. Okay, number we one. Go. We're just going to read this off. And Why we're going to do one? it from top to Oh, yeah. Top okay, top we're going to say if we agree or not of where it's placed, okay? Ten. Number ten. No, that's twelve. Number ten, Fiddler on the Roof. Oh! Yes. Yes. Glad it made it on Number there. nine, Book of Mormon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Number eight, Sound of Music. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Number seven? Yeah. Rent. Yeah. Uh, number six. No, it, it did a lot. Number yeah. six, Lion King. Yeah. Yeah, number okay. five, okay. Hamilton. Okay. Yeah. yeah, sure. Number four, West Side Story. Yes. Okay. Number three, Wicked. Yeah. Okay. Number two, Phantom. Yeah. Yeah. And number one, Les Mis. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can respect all of those. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a pretty solid list. All right. Well, thank you both so much for coming on the podcast. All right. Thank you. We all know Mitchell and Quinn have some strong opinions about musicals, stronger than I do. But I learned a lot. I ma- started making a list of musicals I want to listen to. And those are. Oh, um, what was the f- what was the one you liked, Quinn? Fly, Fly by, by night. night. Fly, by, Fly night. by night. Listen to Fly by Night. Fly by Night. Next to Normal in the Heights Company. Great Natasha Comet. Great What's the other one that I want? Company. Oh, yeah, it's already on there. I think it was on Quinn's list. Maybe there wasn't uh, another was one. Urine Town. Ragtime. Oh, you're in time. Oh, you're in town. Yeah, that was it. Um. So thank you both for being on the podcast. But if you made it this long, thank you so much. Cause thank you all for thank listening. Thank you guys for listening. Come back uh, to the next episode. I honestly listening. don't know what it's going to be about at this point. Um, I'll give you a topic and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Easy Mitchell's easy. already thank trying to get back to my podcast. I'll be on the next one. Of course. One. All right. Goodbye. This has been the second episode of That's What E Said. Um, <laughs> all about our ranking of musicals. I'm going to go home because we were at rehearsal and then we came straight here. So <laughs> thank you guys so much. We'll see you next time.